Welcome back to Cole America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here today. Whew, sorry it's been a minute. It is, uh, believe it or not, I've been very, very busy. It's actually 2.30 in the morning here. Uh, that's Central Time. And uh, you're welcome, Kyle. And so I found time to do the podcast. Yes, uh, after we closed tonight, we got done cleaning a little early. And so we got done right around 2 a.m., and I've been painting the stage here at Unique because uh, we're going to start having acoustic acts here. So if you if you pick the guitar a little bit, know somebody does, tell them to contact me. Um, and, yeah, maybe, maybe we can work it out to book on the play here. Anyway, so while that coat of paint is drying, I figured, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do the podcast. going to go ahead and jump on in here, do a little bit, stop watching TV for a minute, and... Uh, and jump on over. So I'm going to start out, though, with the United States men's national soccer team. Hey, yo. There is one match left. One match left in qualifying. All right? Now, here's where the group currently stands. Remember, the top three automatically go to the World Cup. Fourth place will have to play a play-in game against a different division. We're CONCACAF, which is North and Central America. Canada, sitting there with 28 points. They clinched it. They're in the World Cup. Canada's in. All right? Their last game doesn't matter. Uh, they have 28 points. They're at a plus 17 goal differential, so they're good to go. They're already in. It's done. Their coach became the first coach ever to – he not only qualified the men's national team. In the past, he used to coach their women, and, he's, and he qualified them for the Cup. First coach ever to qualify both the men and the women uh, to the World Cup. So, there's something for you. An obscure trivia. It came from Canada. Who would have guessed that? The United States is sitting second in the group. We have 25 points. We're at plus 13 goal differential. All right? Mexico also has 25 points. They're at plus 7 goal differential. Okay, well, the top three go. It doesn't matter that we're tied with them. Behind us, Costa Rica. Costa Rica has 22 points, and they're at plus three goal differential. Okay? So, you follow me there? We play Costa Rica Wednesday night. As long as the United States, which if we win, clearly we're in. If we tie, clearly we're in. As long as we don't lose by at least five goals... We had to lose by five goals for them because then they would tie us with points. Three points to the win would make 25. And then to equalize and then to catch up with goal differential. All right? Because, see, I know you're looking at going five goals. We would be – we would lose five from ours, from our 13. And so subtract down, add five to theirs, and then they would have us. So as long as we don't lose by five or more goals – we're in the World Cup, baby. We're going to Qatar or Qatar, whatever that slave labor and using country, however you want to pronounce it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, how, how, how are we against Costa Rica? You know? Uh, what, what's Vegas? What's Vegas saying about this game? Good question. I actually have the odds right here. The United States. This game is in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica. We're on the road. The United States plus 105 to win. Costa Rica plus 265. The draw plus 205. The over-under is at two. 
Are you kidding me? And the under's favorite at minus 125. So it looks pretty easy. US should be in. Now, I want to throw this out there. I'm going to put this in the universe, all right? Are y'all all listening? Y'all hear me? A forfeit is a 3 0 loss. Y'all see where I'm at with that now? Are y'all following along? If the United States wanted to, call it the coward's way out, call it whatever you want to call it, if they wanted to, we could just go, you know what? We forfeit. Y'all win. 3-0. We don't want to come to Costa Rica. Y'all win. Good luck in the playing game. Because it'll be a 3-0 loss. Now, Mexico is sitting in a situation also, like I just told you, they're sitting there with 25 also. Now, 3-0, say we did forfeit. 3-0, that would give Costa Rica three more points and so and three goals. So they'd be sitting tied with Mexico at 25, tied with the U.S. at 25. But we would be down to 10. They would only be up to six, so we're still ahead of Costa Rica. We're in. Mexico would be sitting at seven with their game to play. Because right now, Mexico is in with a win, obviously. No matter what. They're in with a tie, obviously, no matter what. And then they would be in, even if they lost, as long as Costa Rica or the U, you know, Costa Rica doesn't pass them in goal differential. Now, they're four goals ahead. So, say Mexico loses 2-0. Dos cero. All right? They would go down to being at five on the goal differential. Well, if Costa Rica were to win 3-0 against the U.S., uh-oh, Costa Rica's ahead of them. Mexico's in the play-in. So that's just, you know, yeah, I don't know. Uh, now, I'm not hoping that happens. I hope the U.S. does exactly what we did on Sunday. 4-0 uh, at the half. 5-1 finale. Hammer time. Dropping the hammer. Looking great. The young studs. You got to love them. Christian Pulisic pulls out the hat trick. When the U.S. needed it, they go to their star. And what does he do? He stands up and shines brightly. So, And that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see from this young team is they'll go, no, we ain't forfeit me. They were not looking for a backdoor way in. We're just going to dominate. Just going to dominate. By the way, we're already in 2026 because we're one of the hosts. So we're in. Don't even have to qualify for it. We'll just play those games for fun. Now, Mexico, if you're curious, they're playing El Salvador. Mexico is not worried about our game against Costa Rica in the least little bit. Uh, (laughs) They shouldn't be, anyway. Mexico on the money line is minus 825. You have to lay $825 to win 100. El Salvador plus 1920. uh, And the draw is plus 665. So they're not really worried about it. Canada's favorite against Panama. Panama coming off that 5-1 shellacking at the hands of the U.S. Canada, they've already clinched. Eh, I wouldn't touch that game and run away from it. Um, And then... Honduras, Jamaica, uh, because you don't know Canada cares. Obviously, we would take Canada, but also that game is, I believe, in Panama. Big difference in playing in Panama and in Canada, temperature-wise. Um, Honduras plays Jamaica uh, in a game that really doesn't matter. They're both they're both eliminated. So I mean, take Jamaica. Why not? They're at home. They're the better team. Honduras is gonna play dirty. They're going to play dirty and cheap. That's what they do. Anyway. Mm. Now, let's jump on over here 
to the NC2A College Basketball Tournament. All right? It's been fun, hasn't it? Anybody out there have St. Peter's going to the Elite Eight? You're lying. You're liar, liar, liar. Sweet Holloway, who's their coach, didn't have them going to the Elite Eight. What are you talking about? Come on. Nobody had that. Your final four, and I will tell you, and you can, I, I'll send you a picture of it if you don't believe it. It's already on Facebook. Right now, I did 14 brackets on ESPN, okay? You can do up to 25. I did not have time to do all 25 like I normally do. I also could only put two of those in the group me, in the, uh, in the group me, in the group uh, for the bracket challenge that we do. Unfortunately, yeah, I didn't, you know, have a lot of time. I was running around a lot busy, opening very early, doing the remodel, everything we were doing here. And so I just had my first two in it. My ninth bracket, which is my best one by far, my ninth bracket is currently sitting there. I posted this on Facebook earlier today. Um, you can scroll down and look at it. But it is ranked out of these 17 million brackets that were done on ESPN.com. My best one, my number nine, is ranked 1,909. He's got 950 points. And my final four in it, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas. That is my best bracket. The ones in the group are crap. I was stupid. I'm so stupid. I had Arizona winning it, and I had UCLA winning it. And I know, I know, a team from the West has not won the national title in 25 years. The last time that somebody won it uh, from the West was Arizona a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Anyway, looking at the games this weekend, Villanova, Kansas, Kansas, four-and-a-half-point favorite. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. Over-unders at 133. Eh, I'm not a big fan of that. Hopefully it moves. Duke, North Carolina. You got Coach K in his last dance, in his swan song, in his, oh, my God, it's about to all be done. This is it. When he, If you lose, it's over. Your career, everything you work for, you got back to the Final Four. Hubert Davis. Head coach of North Carolina. What's his first dance? It's his first year with the team. And he's there in the Final Four. When they played earlier this year in Chapel Hill, the Dean Dome, North Carolina ran them out of the gym. I'm sorry, Duke ran North Carolina out of their own gym. They trucked them. And then the last game of the regular season, Coach K's final game in Cameron Indoor, Coach K Court, North Carolina demolished Duke in every facet of the game. North Carolina has now won, what, 15 out of 18, 16 out of 19? What's their streak at now? They're on fire, baby. They are hot. One, you never, you never, you never, ever, ever, ever play this game of Duke, North Carolina. Come on. You know, I mean, you're not betting on the Iron Bowl. You're not betting on this. They've got Duke as a four-point favorite, though. They have Duke as a four-point favorite. I can get North Carolina on the money line at plus 160. Okay. Okay, thank you, Vegas. You talked me into it. North Carolina it is, plus the points, money line all the way. Carolina's the hot team. They got better as the year went on. 
They handed it to them the last time. You know Duke's going to want it. They're going to fight. Over-unders at 151. I like the under in that because I think it's going to be a physical game, although these teams can't score. North Carolina certainly looks elite. Give me North Carolina. Go to the national title and play, to play Kansas just like I have in my bracket. And just like I have in my bracket, the number eight seed in North Carolina Tar Heels, the, the lowest seed, top of the lowest seed they've ever been. North Carolina Tar Heels are going to cut down some nets and go once again with Rain Supreme. Or Kansas will. <laughs> Just, but, uh, I mean, come on. Rock, Chalk, Jayhawk, both of them, Blue Bloods. I loved it whenever they played those Elite Eight games on the same time. Uh, because you had UNC against St. Peter's. You had Kansas play in Miami. You had double-digit seeds playing traditional Blue Bloods. And everybody out there is going, hey, you know what? Did you, they worked over. They could do this. Pfft. Get out of here. Get out of here. They were up by, they were up by six and a half. Uh-oh. Look out. The U might be for real. It's all about the U. And then you know what Kansas did? In about a minute and a half. In about a minute and a half, they erased that six-point deficit, and they came correct in the second half, and they trucked them. And if you had to take Kansas' second half, you missed out because that was easy. North Carolina, they, they, they thanked St. Peter's for coming. They appreciated them making it easy for them, and they took them to the woodshed. And they were up 18 at the half, and it was a pick em for the second half. That's how little faith Vegas had in St. Peter's, and they were right because Carolina just kept on rolling. North Carolina, baby. North Carolina, Kansas, there's your national title. All right, that's what's going to happen. All right, so y'all know where I'm at. Y'all see where I'm moving, right? Kent, Carolina. Now, Let's jump right over. Now, I know Clay Day, I know he's listening, and I know he wants me to get into some MLB. But I'm not going to go deep into it. I will tell you this. I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're going to do a full MLB one before the season starts, so don't worry. Everybody calm down. Oh, he's not doing baseball. He's not doing it. Yes, I am. But I am going to give you a couple of things before that. One right now, I'm going to tell you who I think currently the five best starting pitching rotations in baseball are, all right? Because we all know pitching dominates hitting, right? Here's your five best starting rotations in no particular order. These are just my top five. I think the Dodgers, shocking, they're up there. The Yankees, they're up there. The Philadelphia Phillies, they're up there. The Milwaukee Brewers. And the New York Mets. Mm. Those five rotations on paper right now look great. And so you'd start out, when you're looking at stuff, pick it from there. Now, you can go on right now, and you can look odds to win the World Series. All right? Now, of course, the Dodgers are the favorite, plus 400. There's no value there. The Mets are sitting there at plus 800. There's no value there. Toronto Blue Jays at plus 850. There's no value there. The Yankees plus 1,000. Eh. Eh. Maybe a little bit of value there, but not a lot. Your Philadelphia Phillies plus 2,700. There's some value for you. That's not bad. Oh, since most of you from around here, the defending world champion Atlanta Braves, 
War Eagle, as they say. Plus 1100. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your money. The Chicago White Sox plus 1100 as well. The Houston Astros are plus 1000. Don't waste your money there. The Brew Crew plus 1500. Think they win that division. Now they got good pitching. And what does anybody else have? Yeah. I mean, you got St. Louis sitting there plus 2800. They got the retirement uh, village going on tour. Now they re-signed pool holes. You got him and Yaddy and all of them taking their retirement trips. Tampa Bay at plus 1700. That's not bad. My beloved Chicago Cubs plus 9500. That's not high enough. That's not high enough. It should be at least, at least plus 50,000. I mean, come on. Are we going to break the win total they have set for us? Uh, I've seen it anywhere from 72 to 75. Yes, we're going to get 82 wins. We're going to 81 wins. We're going to be 81 wins. We're going to be 500. Because our division's crap, we have a chance to get to 500, maybe, if we have a good year. Let's just look at to win the AL. How about the AL? Astros plus 500, Yankees plus 450, Blue Jays plus 400, no value. Tampa plus 850, not much. Red Sox plus 900, not much. Where's some value for me? Maybe the Twins? Maybe the Twins plus 1800? Get out of here. Oakland A's plus 5500? Oh, that's right. You made a trade. Never mind. Cleveland Guardians? Get out of here. You're trash. Guardians. That's just crap. Seattle? Are they going to do something? What about those Angels? What about those LA Angels? Plus 1300. They finally got to do something with Mr. Trout. Help him out. Mm. We'll get into those picks later. In the NL, I'll just give you some of them. Dodgers plus 195. Come on. Come on. To win the NL? Come on. They did, their, their manager did guarantee the World Series, so I guess uh, it's free money, but hmm. anyway. The uh, Clay, your Phillies, plus 1,300. That's good value there. That's good value. Braves plus 600. That's crap. Hmm. I kind of like those Milwaukee Brewers at plus 750, but I don't like the value. I'd like for it to be higher. Mets at plus 400 because of that starting pitching they have that we talked about. The Giants at plus 1,000. Watch out for them. It's an even-numbered year. It is an even-numbered year. Watch out for the Giants. Um, Cubs plus 4,800. That should be at least plus 25,000. Oh, how are we not the lowest ones on there? The Reds plus 7,500. That's how. Oh, yeah, the Pirates are in our division plus 25,000. That's how. You just never know. Just never know. But anyway, there's just some odds for you to look at as it goes forward. Because I know I know we're getting hyped up. Baseball season's coming. Everybody should be excited. You should be sitting at home right now watching a little for love of the game. Watching some Major League, some Bull Durham. Major League 2, don't waste time on Major League 3. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. But as you can see, this is what it is. Mm. T-Town Dart League. While some of you tuned in. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Will. Here's the current standings. We're going into week four. Now, remember, everybody has a bye week. Some of them haven't had them. Yada, yada, yada. Just like last season. Elena's Long Shafts, the defending champions. Out of Hoppers. Out of Hoppers. They, uh, they're sitting on top at 34. And they've been stroking people. 
I mean stroking. They're doing, they're, they're dealing. The dirty SOBs out of wheelhouse sitting there with 31. Third Dark Magic, 29 points sitting there in third. Bad Darts, more beer. Sitting there with 20 points. Hounds Tooth are sitting there in 12. Bia, Johnny Ballgame and Jenka and Bill Lloyd and Michael Wallen. I just left somebody out. I'm not sure who it was. Jenka, Wallen, B.O. when he's there or when they use him. Oh, Andrew Rutherford. They're all, they're perennial all-star. I'm sorry. Uh, they're sitting there with 11. Against all odds, out of unique, 11. Winner boozed out of unique, 11. Yellow Hammers, 10. Dartman cometh, 9. They were the more time defending champs two seasons ago. Oh, that's right. They've only played one match. They had a bye in week one. Week two's game had to be rescheduled against the Yellow Hammers out of Glut because it was spring break and the Yellow Hammers were on spring break. Not Sam Adams because, you know, he's 135 years past spring break age. Um, which you can go to spring break to your 50 if you're curious. So he's about 185 years old. Um, short shaft sticky tips are sitting there with seven. Uh, 3D um, who? Two points. They've only played one match as well. And then World of Beer. Doesn't have a point yet. But they've only played one week. Uh, they forfeited last week with the weather and everything. They weren't sure how to handle that. But anyway, they, uh, they'll be at home tomorrow night against Short Chaps and Sticky Tips. Now, I'm going to tell you, Bia is the most surprising with their standings. But they had to run the gauntlet. The last two weeks, both weeks, two weeks in a row, they had to cross over University Boulevard and walk down Red Drew Avenue. And the first week, they turned right. And that's where the defending champs, Elena's Long Shafts, they beat them 12-0. This past week, they had to turn left and come into the Red Shed and play Third Dark Magic. Third Dark Magic beat them 11-1. They actually won the first game of the night. And then 3DM went to work. So, they, they've seen the toughest part of their schedule. And all this will change every week. Like, you know, it ain't going to get any tougher. They're not going to have back-to-back games that are more difficult than that. Um, and I fully expect B.R. Uh, to be a very good team, a contender, you know, in the playoffs as we go forward. They got good players. They'll be they'll be good to go. Um, there's been some shocking upsets. There's been some uh, just throttlings. There's been some great, you know, very good players not playing great. There's been some uh, players that have overachieved. It's been it's been fun so far. I'm only tomorrow's week four. Tomorrow's week four of the season. Uh, our team, Third Dark Magic, will go over to the Houndstooth to play the Houndstooth. Sam Willingham and Mac and Lindley and all them. We're going to play them tomorrow night over there. And, you know, we'll, we'll have some fun. We'll throw some darts. We'll have a good time. See how it goes. Scotty Mac's back from one of his vacations. So, should have all five of us tomorrow night. My man, Seth, he's been on fire. Seth's yet to lose a game this year. Not just in singles. His singles, obviously, is at 100%. But not just that. You know, hasn't even got a game three. But any game, doubles, he's played in two of the three pro shoots. Doesn't matter. Seth's like, I'm not losing a game this year. And so far he hadn't. That's that's impressive. I don't care who you're playing. But uh, anyway, we'll see if he can hold that up. I hope he can, personally. I hope he goes the entire season without losing a game. Because, you know, he's on my team. <laughs> it's, we're teammates. 
Anyway, so there's a little T-Town Dart League. The singles league's going. It's It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'll tell you, I got work this week. I got I got whipped. Uh, six to one by Claire and on Sunday afternoon. But uh, I'm still okay in the standings right now. We'll look at those real quick. In the, oh, whoops, I just hit the schedule. <laughs> I guess I should just go to this. In the singles league, looking at the Western Division, you got Wayne sitting on top, Claire sitting in second now at 15. Me and Keon are both tied with 12 points, but he has a game in hand because him and Nick haven't played yet. Nick's sitting two points behind me with 10, tied with Kenny. Uh, Sam Willingham with eight. Nat with six. Paul with six. Mac with six. Andy Caldwell with four. Wallen with two. Sonia with two. But some of those have had buys. You know, we have buys in singles league also. So remember that. Some of them have games they haven't played yet. People are out of town. Remember that when I say this. So those aren't definitive where it's at. By the way, this week, tomorrow night, I'm not just playing my game against the Houndstooth. Me and Keon matched up in week four. We're doing it tomorrow night. After the league game, me and him, seven games, 501 double out. Yeah, bring your hard hat, buddy, because it's gonna. We're, we're going to work. Steel toe boots required. I'll probably be wearing flip flops. Because uh, so I'm sorry, slides, slides. Because I like them when they're comfortable. My feet hurt. Over in the east, or the least, as my friend Wayne likes to call it, the least division. Drew Rhodes sitting on top with 14. Robert sitting in second with 13. Robert has still not lost. This is the third season of singles league. He has still not lost a, a match. He's lost games, obviously. Otherwise, he'd have 21 points. But uh, he's lost games. But he's won like 4-3, 4-3, 5-2. People are getting a little closer to it. Getting a little closer to it. He's still got some big ones sitting down there. I know he got Drew. He beat him 4-3. He beat David 4-3. Let me go through the rest of their standings. You got uh, Jen sitting there with 12. Uh, JJ sitting there with 12. Tui sitting there with 12. Meat with 10. Shane with 8. Marvin with 8. David with 7. Hunger with 5. Fisher with 5. John Wood with 3. Beck with 2. Some of those will only play one week. You know, some of them will play two weeks. Some of them will play four weeks. So that's just where the current standings are. But you already have, like... I know Jen and JJ went in and played their match. He had a bye last week. They went in and played their match, so their week four is done. Um, you got others that still have a couple of games left to play, you know, to catch up to that. So, you know, take that with what it is. But looking at that, Robert, yeah, you got rid of Drew and David. You still got me. You still got – when JJ's on, man, JJ's on. You got Tui. He's been there, done that. Shane Cook, shock the world, Shane. Um – you got Hunger. Hunger's, you know, Fisher. I think, oh, he already played Fisher. He beat Fisher. Uh, that was this other one that he beat. Uh, John Wood, when John Wood's on, and you got to watch out for Beck. She'll steal some games from me. If you don't watch it, she'll steal the whole match. Everybody in this league has gotten better over the past few, few seasons. You see it getting better and better and better. There's more quality marks. There's more parity in the league. Higher, higher outs are being thrown. You bring your A game every week or you don't win. That's how it works. Nobody's scared of anybody right now. I personally, Robert, I hope that you win every match. I hope that you don't lose. Go through the season, 4-3, 5-2, whatever you got to do, grind it out, get the wins, stay unbeaten, because I'll be there in the playoffs. 
I will be in the playoffs, and I will be looking for you, son. Don't lose till you see me. Let me have it. Because I'm going to take your cookies and eat them in front of you. Keon almost had you in the finals last year. He gave you everything you wanted and more. I'm going to take it. I hope you heard me. Anyway, guys, it is now 3.03 Central Standard Time in the morning. So I'm going to uh, wrap this up and go back and paint one more coat, go home, take a nap, maybe take a shower first, take a nap, and get up and get ready to go tomorrow. Big day, big day for darts, big day for unique. Every day is great here, man. You got to, I mean, we're open from noon, uh, 2 p.m. to 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, 2 p.m. to 3 a.m. on Friday, noon till 2 a.m. on Saturday, noon till 10, 10.30 p.m. on Sunday. Listen, we got some dart tournaments going on that are open to anybody. This is not just league players. I know you hear me talk about T-Town Dart League. Well, Coleman, I want to get in the league. How do I get in the league? Easy. Come to these tournaments. We have a doubles tournament on Sunday. It's blind draw, 5 p.m., you know, seven bucks. You get drawn out. You might get drawn out with random person that was sitting at the bar. You might get drawn out with the best player in the league. You, know, you just don't know. Uh, Redshed has one on Monday nights. You know, there's this free to enter. Completely free. So, you know, there's this blind draw also. On Thursday nights, we do a singles tournament. Well, I don't want to come to a tournament and play in it because I don't think I'm good enough and I don't want somebody to be mad they drew me as your teammate. Thursday nights are for you. Thursday nights are singles. You're by yourself. You play a game of cricket. You play a game of 501. If they split one-to-one, the winner of the court calls the third game. You see? And then when you go to the loser's bracket, it's just one game. That way you're not here all night long. I mean, we do have four boards, so <laughs> even if there's more players, it's not going to last too long. Um, anyway. But uh, Thursday night's great. Now, we're starting a new thing this week. On Saturday afternoons, Clay, you listening? Because I know you like to come up sometimes on Saturdays. So you listening to me? You with me? All right. On Saturday afternoons, we are doing a thing called the Unique Dart Challenge. And you can come by anytime between 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. It ends at 8 p.m. But whenever you come in, hey, I want to play, it's $5 per entry. All right? Each person can enter up to three times, all right? But, like, this week, we're going to do different things each week. But this week, what we're doing, the first round, whatever you throw, you throw your three darts. Every triple you hit counts. Nothing else counts. So each triple you hit. So if you come up and you throw a ton 80, hey, 180 points. You come up and you go, hey, I'm going to go on the side here. I'm going to go at triple 14 because – you know, that's yeah, got a little better angle, you know, maybe 42 points each. You hit two of them, you get 84, but only triples count. You get those points, right? Then you're going to turn around in round two, and you're going to throw opposite-handed. Okay? All three darts, opposite-handed. All those count. Everything that hits the board counts. All right? So now you've got six points. Or now you've got six darts done. Your last round... You will back up to two feet behind the throw line, okay? Two feet behind the throw line and be able to throw uh, 
and throw all three of those. Those will count. Whatever your total number of points, that's what you got. We're going to pay out at 8 o'clock, wherever it's at at 8 o'clock it ends, and we're going to pay out first, second, and third place. So let's say somebody, let's say Paul. You know, he's over at Glorybound. He goes by at 3 o'clock, and he crushes it. And let's say he puts up, just to make it easy math, 200 points. Paul's got 200. He's sitting on top. And he's just sitting here chilling, watching TV, posting sports on some Final Four action this week, you know, Saturday. But watching some sports, hanging out, and Robert shows up. Robert puts up 220. And it took Robert you know, all three tries. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to get it. No, nah, I'm going to get it. But on that third try, he got it. Paul can get up and go, hey, here's five more bucks. Let me give it another go. And all of a sudden, he's at 240. You know, you see what I'm saying? You don't have to use all three. You can do it once, but I'm done with this. But however much money's in the pot, it all gets paid back out, right? It all gets paid out. Plus, we'll probably throw a little something on top. We will throw a little something on top of it from Unique also. And it will pay out first, second, and third place. Not just the winner. First, second, and third all get paid out. I think it's going to be fun. And each week, I'm going to take suggestions from people. Each week, we're going to talk about, hey, you know, hey, Coleman, what about doing this? Hey, what about doing this? What about only doubles? You know, what about only this? What about two feet by the line and, and opposite-handed? Right. You know, like just different things, different things. But we'll come up with it. We'll keep playing with it. And every week, we'll do something a little different and keep it unique. You see what I did there? I hope so, because I laid it on pretty heavy. Anyway, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully there's ladies. Ladies, y'all there? Jen, you listening? It's not football season. Mom? I know Stephanie's not. Stephanie, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Ashley, not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this is my time. And I thank each and every one of you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Yeah. Hey, a uh, bit of advice, real quick. This has nothing to do with sports, sorry. But um, maybe if you're okay with your wife sleeping with other men, don't get mad at the comedian when they make fun of your wife. Just say it. Um, I understand, you know, protect your ground, line in the sand, that's my woman, yada, yada, yada. Maybe think about that. He's lucky that that was Chris Rock. And I think he's a, a classy guy. You know, he's a comedian, but he's got a little class to him. If that was Dave Chappelle, he would still be on stage making fun of your wife and your kids, and there was that much material to do it. Now, that was a Bernie Mac. I wish. I wish. And if you've seen Kings of Comedy, you know where that goes. But uh, him, Steve Harvey, definitely Bernie Mac, if he was still alive. Any of those guys, oh, they'd have whipped you, son. You'd have got whipped right there. Lucky it was Chris Rock. But keep your eyes peeled, Will. Keep your eyes peeled. Because you know Adam Sandler and David Spade and they're all down the road. You know, Kevin James. They're walking around somewhere. You can't just be walking up slapping people. And Watch out now. Watch out. Hopefully they'll... Yeah, but I don't know. Hey, I'm glad it happened, though. You know, aren't y'all? Made the Oscars fun. Well, was the Oscars wrong. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. Anyway, and I will note that he did apologize to the Academy you know, in his acceptance speech as award later. He did. 
He did not apologize to Chris Rock. And Saturday Night Live will probably be a lot of fun. South Park's going to be a lot of fun. All those that just don't care about your feelings that are funny, they'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, that is my time. As always, I leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. And just like I will, make when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.